from around the globe in sold-out arenas and humble churches from out on the streets to your screen and now the time and what must be done on this edition of Farrakhan Speaks Greetings to you. I am Minister Louis Farrakhan, National Representative of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that great preacher of freedom, justice, and equality to the black man and woman of America and the Western Hemisphere, and to the aboriginal people of the earth, the eternal leader of the nation of Islam, and a warner to the government and people of the United States of America, and a warner to the nations of the earth. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad started learning and teaching of this great wheel called the Mother Plane around 1932. Ten years later, in 1942, after the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, the temple, as it was called at that time, was raided by law enforcement officials under the guidance of the FBI. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad's home was also raided and the teachings that Master Farad Muhammad had left with him were taken from the home and the temple. Later, he was questioned by the FBI on the drawing of the wheel and his writing about it that they had taken from the temple. And he explained to the government of the United States and to the FBI its aim and purpose, who made it and why it is now above America. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, it was a masterpiece of mechanics and engineering and that nothing like this has ever been seen before. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it is the greatest military weapon ever developed in the annals of the history of Allah, God and man in this universe. He said that the vision of this wheel was seen thousands of years before it came into being or became a reality. He said that this weapon was made for the purpose of destroying this present world in the final battle with the forces of evil that had ruled our present world. Some of the prophets were given the ability to envision it and were terrified and overcome by the majesty of such a dreadful weapon that was the greatest mechanical object ever made. A masterpiece developed by the master to assert his mastery that he had come to set down the tyrants that had ruled humanity for 6,000 years and to set justice in the earth and to set up a kingdom of peace on this earth that would never be destroyed. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that this great wheel was made for military purposes, for it was to engage in the great battle in the sky that would end this world and usher in that world that the prophets exclaimed would come at the end of the 6,000 year rule of the enemy of Allah God and the enemy of the aboriginal people of the earth. Moses was guided and protected by this cloud that was a 
pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day but no such wheel was in existence in the time of moses so what we read of moses and this cloud and fire and light coming from this cloud to part the red sea and destroy pharaoh's army did not happen like that four thousand years ago but that was a prophetic symbolic picture of the end of this world and the destruction of the armies of this world and the power that holds sway over the people again this wheel that is sometimes called a chariot came down and picked elijah up that did not happen with elijah the prophet but elijah in the book of kings was a sign of the elijah that would come at the end of this present world so there was the chariot that picked up elijah and the cloud and the pillar that guarded and protected moses and the vision of ezekiel of a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night that was so dreadful that he cried out in exclamation o wheel o wheel and the last person or prophet that a cloud or wheel is mentioned with is jesus but not the historical jesus some of the disciples saw jesus going away in a cloud or a wheel like plane and it is written that the same jesus that was seen going away in this manner will come back in like manner in the clouds of heaven well men don't move about on clouds except in planes and this plane as the honorable elijah muhammad taught us is made like a wheel not that it is a wheel but it is made like a wheel circular in motion circular in make so we have jesus moses elijah and ezekiel the honorable elijah muhammad in an august 24th 1973 article in the muhammad speaks newspaper writes quote it has been over 2000 years since the revelation of the book entitled Ezekiel the Bible scholars are a little confused over an exact date of Ezekiel's vision of the wheel some of the Bible scholars are actually doubtful as to whether or not there was an Ezekiel living or not they arrive at their various conclusions concerning the book of ezekiel and whether or not he was a living prophet or whether the book of ezekiel is a vision of a prophet or not because of the style of the writing of the book ezekiel is called a priest in the first chapter the third verse of ezekiel in the bible one of the definitions of a priest is a descendant of the family of Aaron. Aaron was a type of the priesthood of Melchizedek, who was an eternal priest with no beginning of days or ending of years. Now let us look at this wheel. Since it really wasn't in existence during the time of Moses who lived 4,000 years ago. It wasn't in existence in the time of Elijah in the ninth century before Christ. And it did not exist during the time of this one named Ezekiel. And it was not in existence during the time of Jesus the prophet. But it would become a reality in the time of the one that Jesus prophesied would come after him in the last days of this present world. 
Let's look at the book of Luke, the ninth chapter, the 28th to the 36th verse. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters or tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. In him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. No Elijah, no Moses. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. This episode is called Jesus's transfiguration on the mount. What is the definition of transfiguration? It means a complete change of form or appearance into a more beautiful or spiritual state. Trans, the prefix means across, beyond, or through. Elijah and Moses prefigured not the prophet Jesus, but the great Messiah Jesus who would come at the end of this present world. And the wheel would be with him. And this Jesus that is seen at the end of the present world is referred to in the language of the Son of Man. This transfiguration means that the figure of God came across the person and character of Jesus so that God was sending himself through Jesus to the world. So this is the meaning of Messiah. It means a man in whom is the indwelling spirit of God himself. Who is this son of man? This son is born out of the longing of the original family to deliver them because all members of the original family have longed to be relieved from the oppressive hand of this new people who were made to rule that have come on our planet. Ezekiel in the Bible is also referred to as a son of man. So if there's a question as to whether Ezekiel 595 years before the prophet Jesus lived, yet there had to be a man that had a vision of this wheel, but he was not the reality of the fulfillment of it. That would come at the end 
of this present world the son of man the honorable elijah muhammad said that this son of man represents the coming of god in person but he's coming out of the direction of the east and he is journeying toward the west why should he come toward the west because it is in the west that the lost sheep or the people of allah god would be that had to be delivered from a modern pharaoh a modern oppressor and the one that would come up from them is the jesus that the jesus of two thousand years ago prophesied of that would come in his name at the end of the present world so the honorable elijah muhammad says this great masterpiece of science and engineering and technology that the scientists of this world say that the technology that they have seen demonstrated in these wheels is millions of years ahead of themselves and what they know so the honorable elijah muhammad said the wheel was made on the island of nippon that is now called japan he said some of the finest brains of the original people were used in making this greatest object of military science and this wheel as it rose up from the earth it came following the son of man from the east now even unto the west and this great wheel is sitting up above the united states of america 40 miles out of the earth's atmosphere in space so the mountain that all these prophets went up into to get up to the wheel it represents a powerful nation where the science and wisdom of that nation makes it the pride of the nations of the earth like a great mountain and above america is the presence of that great wheel that great mother plane i would like to discuss at this point the two natures of that great wheel or mother plane nature is defined as the basic or inherent features of something you know when moses said to pharaoh i present before you this day two signs one of life one of death one of blessing and one of cursing and he gave the people of pharaoh and pharaoh the chance to choose between life or death and moses encouraged pharaoh to choose life that you and your seed may live so it is with that wheel that is above our heads when you understand the two natures of that wheel then the government and people of america and the people of the earth have to choose now between life and death between blessing or cursing so it was with elijah so it was with jesus the prophet every time these men came the kings and rulers and the people of that day had a choice to make between life and death the honorable elijah muhammad said that jesus was the last prophet to the jews he offered them life and he warned them of the end of their civilization 
unfortunately they rejected him and sought his death so today in the time of the presence of the great messiah you are offered again the choice between life and death between blessing and cursing but first i will deal with that nature of the wheel that brings death and absolute destruction a destruction so terrible that it is written in the bible that behold the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the wicked and the proud will be dealt with and they will be as stubble and God will root them out and leave them neither root nor branch. So terrible would his destruction be and America would be like an oven. I'll talk about that oven at another time but suffice it to say the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, the wheel was made for the purpose of the destruction of this present world. The armies of the world, the rulers of the world, the people that go along with wickedness in the world, that's death. The wheel comes in the time of Elijah in the time of a great and dreadful day a day with two different dispositions in the book of Malachi meaning my messenger it reads behold before that great and dreadful day of the Lord I will send you Elijah the prophet and he will turn the hearts of the children to their fathers and their father's heart toward the children, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. A God with powers is present that can give you life in abundance or bring about complete death and total destruction. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad in a May 25, 1973 article in the Muhammad Speaks newspaper entitled Ezekiel's Wheel, The Mother Plane, The Battle in the Sky, he writes, quote, The Bible and Holy Quran, both books refer to the final war between God and the devil that would be decided in the sky. The Caucasian people were given the authority and power and 6,000 years to rule us, the black nation of the earth. But at the end of 6,000 years, there would be a great time of trouble and a great display of the signs of this final war between God and the enemy of God, the devil. These signs would serve as a warning to us and what we may expect. And as we see today, these signs are coming to pass. And all of the other signs and prophecies of such signs appearing just around that time of the ending and destruction of the world of evil and the enemy of God and the displaying of these signs. As Jesus mentioned, some in the heavens and some of these signs on the earth and the preparation to be made for a final battle between God and Satan and his minions. The enemy has conquered both land and sea travel. 
the sea used to serve as a barrier against him but now the enemy has conquered the sea the enemy now can go over the surface of the sea in the worst of storms and he can go through her with undersurfacing boats as well that you call submarines and now the caucasian has cast his eyes into space to the sky to conquer it and he is doing that the enemy having knowledge of what they may expect today are spending billions of dollars on space travel he has now brought the moon to him and has seen some of the stars but the main thing i guess you are thinking is can he win against allah god if allah god and his prophets have foretold the outcome of this battle of the sky it is impossible for the enemy to win what makes it impossible for them to win is because they have not the power of the forces of nature while the power of the forces of nature is in the hand of allah making it impossible for the enemy satan the devil the wicked to win in a war of this sort no the enemy cannot win against allah god on earth so why waste billions of dollars to fight against the god who has power over the heavens and the earth the honorable elijah muhammad continues in his writings and he asked the question why all of this hurry to try to ascend into the heavens for a close-up peek into the planets when you are destined to be defeated both books bible and holy quran prophesy of a great defeat for you the holy quran refers to the heavens as being a guarded canopy and warns you that they have a flame waiting for you in the holy quran chapter 72 verses 8 and 9 it reads and we sought to reach heaven but we found it filled with strong gods and flames and we used to sit in some of the sitting places thereof to steal a hearing but he who tries to listen now finds a flame lying in wait for him now this is directed to the national security agency of the united states government that has developed a way of listening in on everyone and everything the universal snooper as almighty god allah through the honorable elijah muhammad calls him but oh nsa you're trying to get a hearing on that uh, exalted assembly <laughs> but you find waiting for you a flame you know the bible also prophesies in the book of revelations the last book of the bible that fire was used to destroy the enemy after they ascended on the breath of the earth which is called air so we see them going up on the breath of the earth daily what is their plan for wanting to land on the moon since they know they cannot make the moon their home the enemy would have to continue to live off the earth's air oxygen and hydrogen the earth would still have to produce all their food for them so it is useless to think of any planet other than the earth as a home for the people of the earth then why are they spending billions of dollars just to go and look at these planets or try to land people on the moon what are their plannings for mars and venus since they cannot live on these planets 
do they think these planets serve as great fortifications of god and they could cast their bombs on these planets and destroy them or do they fear attacks upon themselves coming from these planets no this is not necessary the enemy is not that great in the eyes of Allah God the earth has all the weapons necessary to destroy this enemy and this enemy Satan cannot leave the earth's surface unless it pleases Allah God Allah God has power over the very life veins of the body Allah has power over the brain cells of our body just what do they have in mind in wanting to go to the moon since they cannot live there very long even when they get there it is very expensive to feed and water people on the moon though quite a bit could be carried there but what do they have in mind do they think that they could fight God from the moon do they think they could attack the wheel from the moon just remember the old Bible's prophecy in the book of Isaiah the 14th chapter the 15th verse though you may ascend above the clouds into heaven but yet will I bring you down to the sides of the pit to hell or you may go on the bottom of the sea and that they're doing today the Holy Quran further says that whenever God gets ready to destroy a people he opens up the heavens for them and gives them the pleasure of what they seek or lust after and then he destroys them the Holy Quran further prophesies that the heavens would be open to this people and the veil of every secret would be removed this prophecy does not mean that the enemy will after that be able to win against Allah God in a battle between them and God the Honorable Elijah Muhammad continues his writing on the wheel in the June 8th edition 1973 of the Muhammad Speaks newspaper and the article is titled Ezekiel's wheel the battle in the sky he writes quote in the battle in the sky it is scientifically clear that the wheel the mother plane will be the victor due to the fact that nature has given anyone the advantage over the other if the other is not able to produce the type of weapon that is needed to overcome the attack of that one when the prophet Ezekiel saw this battle in the sky and saw the wheel the mother plane that would be the victor this has encouraged us the black nation to have confidence in the victory of that wheel that great mother plane that is above our heads over the United States of America when the prophet Ezekiel saw the vision of this wheel the mother plane Ezekiel became a little excited in his words Ezekiel said oh wheel oh wheel and master Farad Muhammad our Savior affirmed it the wheel the mother ship is one of the greatest wonders of man in making military weapons the black scientists knew at the time that they built the mothership under the direction of master Farad Muhammad that the mothership and its well-trained crew 
would have to fight with america and the other nations of the earth the well trained crew of the mother ship the wheel can dodge the enemy and make the enemy look for the wheel where the wheel is not as the word goes the crew of the wheel can elude the enemy anywhere in the sky that this crew desires to elude them so when actual fighting has been declared against the armies of the wicked of this planet the enemy will never get near enough to do any harm to that wheel actually the mother ship the wheel serves as a carrier for 1500 deadly prepared planes with which to visit mankind on planet earth do not look for the wheel he writes the mother plane because it is not out there for you to find it when you are looking for it Elijah Muhammad writes I am so happy that Allah God has prepared this unmatchable weapon to save us the black people of America it carries supplies for the crew of this made wheel like plane it is something to marvel at the battle in the sky as the black man has been on the planet earth for billions and trillions of years and the black man has been here that long and there's no doubt about it do you think that the black man would allow the made man the enemy that has been on the planet for only 6000 years to outwit the black nation and the god of this nation in any war whether it be physical or mental the honorable elijah muhammad writes boy if i were the caucasian i would just give up and not try to fight an old ancient people who were here before the father of your people ever thought of making a new people the caucasian race oh there's plenty that we will be discussing about this wheel in the battle in the sky in another article in the august 3rd 1973 issue of muhammad speaks he talks about the end of the war and he raises the question What can we expect at the end of the war? Paradise or hell? See in the Bible Daniel 9:26 and 27 and it reads and unto the end of the war desolations are determined and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate this is like saying do not expect healing ointment to be poured on the sore that the war has made for you will not get healing ointment instead you will get an even worse sore with trying to find a job for the unemployed soldiers who are returning from the war zone if they have a chance to return this will be one of the worst headaches for the government that she has ever received with unemployment mounting so fast it will create revolution and everybody will want to divide the government up into pieces and every leader will want to grab a piece for his part to try to muster some kind of government 
patterned after his own way of thinking this is going on right now as we speak i just heard the other day that in california they want to break california up into six little states many states want to secede from the union and some are desirous of breaking apart within the states desolation he writes if we are going to suffer deprivation in a country that has been the pride of the nations this will make it altogether worse for everybody will be thinking about the way that they used to live and the freedom and the privileges that they used to have and this will make anger rise up in the midst what i'm trying to show you elijah muhammad writes is that the prophet daniel cannot be wrong because this desolation that is determined to be poured on the most desolate is aimed at the place in which we now live and just remember that you cannot expect paradise here when such condition of desolation is headed towards america and since we cannot make the prophet's words other than the truth we expect this desolation and we are receiving this desolation now and the way to hasten such desolation is to confuse the heads of government and if we see this confusion of the heads of government as plain as the five fingers on our hand and if we have only one finger on our hand we can see that this government is confused and cannot find a way out in peace with itself daily and nightly we see and hear what they are doing it is a confused time of the governments of which the citizens look to for guidance this is not just in america huh. this is in england this is in france this is in italy and germany and russia this confusion is going on throughout our planet because this is the end of your time to rule this is the end of wickedness and the wicked rulers of our planet how can the head guide if it is not at peace with itself everybody regrets talking about the woe that is in america but elijah muhammad writes america brought this woe upon herself by not doing justice to her black slaves allah god wants to pay america for her injustice to her lowly black slave allah god is not bringing this woe on america because of her injustice to nations outside of america he's paying america for her injustice to us the poor black man and woman in america remember the words of thomas jefferson i fear for my country when i reflect that god is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever and george washington said i fear that too many years that pass over our heads this slave will be a very troublesome species of property Elijah Muhammad continues in his writing America has not received much woe yet for how she killed outright poor black man in Georgia Mississippi Alabama other parts of America America has hated her black slave worse than she hates rattlesnakes america has given the black man every evil and indecent name that she could think of 
while yet her black slave has been her safety ground. America does not want to admit to her trouble, for her black slave is still here. But there will be no jobs for anybody. Oh, this is coming. One calamity after another befalling America. And when she thinks that one calamity is going out, another is just entering. These constant calamities will continue until America is on her hands and knees admitting that God is the greatest. Remember the words of the scripture, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, <clears throat> not the prophet Jesus of 2,000 years ago, but that one that would rise from us in the last days and be taken up into the wheel with the great Mahdi. Yes, every prophecy of prophets prophesying of destruction is aimed at America. This dreadful and awful trouble that is divinely focused at America, I say to you, my black brothers and sisters, seek refuge in Allah. Fly to Allah and come and follow me to the honorable Elijah Muhammad and the God that he represents. The end of the war, desolations are determined. Remember this. Keep waiting with your disbelief and doubt, and you shall soon come to know that what Elijah Muhammad has said to you and written in his articles and books to us is most certainly the truth. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, in an article entitled The Battle in the Sky is Near, he writes of the wheel, the mother plane, in these words. It is the largest mechanical man-made object in the sky. It is a small human-built planet made for the purpose of destroying the present world of the enemies of God. The cost to build such a plane is staggering. The finest brains were used to build it. It is capable of staying in outer space six to 12 months at a time without coming into the Earth's gravity. It carries 1,500 bombing planes with the most deadly explosives the type used in bringing up mountains on the earth. The very same method is to be used in the destruction of this world. The bombs are equipped with motors and the toughest of steel was used in making them. This steel drills and takes the bombs into the earth at a depth of one mile and it is timed not to explode until it reaches one mile into the earth. This explosion produces a mountain one mile high, destroying everything within a 50 square mile range. Not one bomb will fall into water. They will all fall on cities. As Ezekiel saw and heard in his vision of it, in Ezekiel the 10th chapter, the second verse, this wheel is terrible. It is seen, but do not think of trying to attack it. Elijah Muhammad writes, that would be suicide. The small circular made planes called flying saucers, which are so much talked of being seen, are from this mother plane. This is only one of the things in store 
for the enemy's world believe it or believe it not this is to warn you and me to fly to our own god and people these wheels have been seen since 1929 and they have not attacked any city or anyone we're talking about the destructive power of the wheel yet to many they have been harmless they have not attacked one city but they have been seen over the cities of the earth millions have seen them and they have hovered over the most sensitive military bases of every nation that has nuclear weapons and they have shown their power to neutralize these dreadful intercontinental ballistic missiles that are loaded with nuclear power yet one of these wheels can come over the place where these silos are and where these missiles are and these missiles cannot be fired in fact they can do what they have done render these things inoperable and when they leave they can restore it to its original condition the scientists that made these intercontinental ballistic missiles thought of every possibility that could render these missiles inoperable they felt that it was foolproof and then a wheel came over the place where these missiles were and showed them that they had no power to move those missiles at all just the presence of the wheel has stopped automobiles from moving turned the lights of a whole city or region off they have incredible power that God is showing you that he can take you out in the twinkling of an eye. Boy, no wonder Ezekiel cried out when he saw this magnificent masterpiece of mechanics. Boy, I'll say it again, and this time it's coming from my mouth. Oh, wheel, oh, wheel. You know, our people in slavery used to sing a song, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, Come In to Carry Me Home. It was a band of angels coming after me, coming to carry me home. In the book of Ezekiel, it talks about these wheels and the cherubims and the honorable Elijah Muhammad said it only means the presence of angels on these wheels, angels that are human beings. So in the Bible, it says, remember, be careful how you entertain strangers, for you may be entertaining angels unaware. No little green men with olive skin and funny looking heads, human beings that look just like you and me but they are members of the original nation, the power of which you have not seen displayed because it was your time to rule. You have not even the brains to build a mechanical object like that which is above your heads, so teaches the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And if you built one like it, you could not get it up into outer space. So he asked the question, why are you spending billions of dollars wasting your money to fight a war that is written you were born to lose from the day you were made? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, if I were you, enemy, I would just give up. You know that's wise. Because whenever you meet a force that you can't overcome, you give up. In the mixed martial arts, when you cannot overcome the force that is pressing you, you tap out. America, you can't win this one. Tap out. Why waste the taxpayers' money building planes when you have nothing that can attack this, but it can attack you any time it desires? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad says they have about four or five scientists up there that can tune up on you. What do you mean tune up? 
That's why you have many of your skilled scientists of paranormal knowledge studying them because they've communicated without words. They know your and our thoughts. And as your thoughts arise in your head, before your thought can materialize, they already have you. Go read your Bible. It's like the Jesus. He could tune up on his enemies among the Jews when they were planning. It says in Matthew, the ninth chapter, the fourth verse, and Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? So he moved this way or that. That's the way the wheels move. He's connected to the wheel. His movements are like the movements of the wheel. When you think he's here, he's there. When you think he's there, he's here. When you think he's up, he's down. The wheels move like that. There's nothing in existence that you have that can stop on a dime. Go north, go south, go east, go west, go up, go down, and then move so fast that it is almost like they're moving at the speed of light. Not that they are, but their movement is so fast. Now you see them. Now you don't. And this is why, my beloved black brothers and sisters, the scriptures warn us that vengeance is mine, he says. He says to his people, be still and know that I am God. I am your defender. I am your protector. Vengeance is mine. What do you look like with your little pop gun when God has put a weapon above your head that is for your and my deliverance? Swing low, sweet chariot. Our old ancestors sung it because they knew that this was not their home, but God would take them to their home. You say, but if it is only a half a mile by a half a mile, how are we all going to fit in it? It wasn't made for us all to fit in it, but the earth is a wide expanse for you to fit in. And the wheel, after it finishes its work, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you'll have much space for you to move out and make a way for yourself. Because when that wheel gets finished its work, there won't be, unfortunately, much human life left on the planet Earth unless the leaders choose life. In closing, I've talked to many ufologists and they know nothing about the destructive side of the wheel because in their study of the wheel, they never saw that. They never knew that. And that's why Professor Michael Lieb who wrote this book called The Children of Ezekiel, in which he included the nation of Islam, Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan. This man is a professor of English and a research professor of humanities. He's also a senior fellow at the Divinity School at the University of Chicago. Listen to Professor Lieb's words from a Final Call newspaper interview. He says, quote, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan represents the capstone to this study of so-called UFOs. What is the meaning of capstone? It is the crowning point. It is the most important element. It is the decisive factor. All of the scholars that talk about these UFOs, they talk but they don't know the reality they don't know the aim they don't know its purpose they don't know something about it after observing it after studying it but they believe it comes from somewhere else so why are the honorable elijah muhammad and louis farrakhan the capstone of that study the scientists of the world think that it's from someone somewhere else other than Earth because they have never seen from any scientist of any nation on Earth the ability to produce what they have been observing and studying. So in their minds, 
They are the masters of the earth and its people, and they know of no one that could produce what they have been looking at from this planet. So they call these wheels extraterrestrial. Well, the Bible says Satan deceived the whole world, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that 98% of the people of the Aboriginal people have been mastered, but from the 2% that they have not mastered has come that which is above their heads. It is the clearest sign if you say that the technology is so far ahead of you that the scientists are already bowing and admitting they are absolutely overcome, dumbfounded, amazed, awestruck, and astounded by the majesty of the wisdom being displayed by the wheel. Then why don't you want to admit then that Allah God is present God is the most wise. And since you don't have any wisdom to match that, then the most wise is present. Since you have no power to reach it, but it has the power to reach you any time it desires, then know that a superior or supreme power is present. Then why won't you admit that? That God has entered into the equation fulfilling everything that has been prophesied of the coming of God, the coming of the great Mahdi, the presence of the Christ, the presence of the Messiah. So if you look at the pyramid that is found in the seal of the United States of America, the capstone is missing and there is an all-seeing eye above. What is that all-seeing eye there for and what is the all-seeing eye looking for? He's looking for the capstone because without the capstone, you cannot complete this magnificent building of great science, mathematics and skill. So as you are trying to find the meaning of these UFOs, you talk to your scholars, but they didn't know that this existed before Elijah Muhammad taught it before they ever saw it. Well, why didn't you come to the man that God taught about this? The FBI did, but they act as though it doesn't exist. They hide the knowledge of this from the American people. They refuse to tell the American people what they know about the existence of that great wheel and the 1,500 little wheels that are inside the great wheel. The capstone with the all-seeing eye represents God's search of the earth for his people, the lost sheep that he would find and restore and make them the head and not the tail, the capstone of the pyramid of knowledge sitting on top of the knowledge of this world. I say to you, you can't complete or perfect anything that you have done or desire to do without the knowledge of that wheel and the science and technology that is in it, on it, and coming from it. Professor Lieb, in his interview with The Final Call, further states that when it comes to the nation of Islam, it's a study of the mother plane and its apocalyptic overtones. What did he mean, apocalyptic? Apocalyptic means describing or prophesying the complete destruction of the world, resembling the end of the world, momentous or catastrophic, of or resembling the biblical apocalypse. And there's no one on this earth who is speaking like that, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and his minister, Louis Farrakhan. You have to make black people know that there's a weapon for them. That's why God says to us in the scripture, vengeance is mine. Because America can't deal with this weapon. So black man and woman, be still and know that I am God. So he says, where are you God? Wherever I want to be, 
and i am with you so put down your little weapons and start cleaning up your life this is your day arise and shine for your light has come may allah bless you with the light of understanding and next week if it be the will of allah we'll talk more of the life-giving side of the nature of the wheel this great mother plane thank you for listening may allah grant you the light of understanding as i greet you in peace assalamu alaikum On February 24, 2013, during his Savior's Day address, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan introduced Muhammad's economic blueprint to end poverty and want. Seven days times one nickel a day, 35 cents a week. Do you have it? Isn't that painless? You know you don't like pain. Look at this. 52 weeks in a year, so that amounts to $18.20 per year. And if everybody in this room, everybody listening by television, everybody under the sound of my voice gave $18.20 a year. Multiply that by 16 million in the working force. Now we got $291,200,000 in just one year. $291,000,000. Look at the power of pennies, nickels, and dimes if all of us did this. Can you see the picture? Look. We want to do exactly as Isaiah the prophet said. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. With your support, of Muhammad's economic blueprint, we can obtain farmland, build industry, and create jobs for our people. Through pooling our nickels, dimes, and dollars, we can rebuild the wasted cities and provide a future for our children. To support Muhammad's economic blueprint, Go to economicblueprint.org and register now. Are you in agreement with what we must do to end our poverty and want by accepting a program to put our nickels, dimes, and dollars together and make them work for us as a people? How many of you are in agreement? Would you just raise your hands?